Welcome to Modern Aikido's podcast. My sincere thanks to listeners and those who have liked, subscribed, and commented. Your interest is noticed and deeply appreciated. One quick statement about this podcast. Evidently, YouTube is about to change its policies drastically. Channels which are not commercially viable, that is, channels which do not produce ad revenue, may be terminated under this new policy. This podcast is available through YouTube, but has not been monetized, so my channel may be terminated as soon as December sometime. The podcasts are also available through podcast services and will remain even if my channel is shut down. I hope my YouTube channel does not get shut down. Now on to the podcast. So today's interview is a continuation of the exploration into Steven Seagal and Tenshin Aikido, which started way back a couple of months ago when a listener asked my opinion on them. Then I did an interview with Lenny Sly and then an interview with Jaime Calderon, which were both very interesting. And today's guest goes back even farther with Seagal and Tenshin Dojo. I have on the podcast today, George Angulo. So welcome to the podcast, George. Thank you, Tristan. It's an honor to uh, be on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, hopefully in some way I could shed some light on this subject. Absolutely. Let's uh, maybe start with people who may not have heard of you. You can describe your background a little bit and your history and your relationship with Steven Seagal. Okay, excellent. Um, of all the guys that have been involved with, with Steven Seagal, I'm probably the most low-key guy. Um, <clears throat> I started training in martial arts when I was six years old here in Miami. My initial martial art was judo. I trained with a Cuban national champion, uh, Raul Guache, um, for a few months until a cousin of mine came up to me and said, Hey, dude, you're not doing what Bruce Lee does. He does kung fu. So <laughs> I uh, immediately switched over to the Tracy system of Kempo because in their advertising, they said they were karate kung fu. And uh, I was there for many years. I got my third degree black belt from uh, Al Tracy himself, one of the founders of the Tracy system of Kempo. Um, my main teacher, his name was Donald Graham. Uh, Graham Sensei was a Green Beret in the U.S. Army. He trained in uh, Kempo, and he also um, had a black belt in Aikido. And he started. He would teach like the brown belts and the senior students uh, Aikido. And when I was a kid, I used to watch a class, and uh, he invited me on the mat one time. I started practicing, and it was just basically. A love affair that's lasted jesus christ i started aikido when i was uh 10 and i'm 56 so it's been a while um i've also done other martial arts i trained with um joe lewis um world champion kickboxer he was one of the tracy students and um i trained in brazilian jiu-jitsu for five about five years um with uh, mike cardozo here in miami few years and I've done lots of seminars. I had the privilege of training with Elio Gracie in a seminar, Hoyce Gracie, Hickson Gracie, all seminar situations, never long-term training. Um, I boxed as a kid for about six or seven years just to kind of supplement the judo and the, the karate. Uh, I've done, I was a former law enforcement agent, so I trained in police defensive tactics, which to the surprise of many, I consider it poorly done Aikido. A lot of the, um, the techniques that are taught to law enforcement officers are Aikido based. They just don't call it Aikido and um, did that. And I've taught, and that's what I, I currently own a gym and I, and I also teach uh, some Aikido seminars, but mainly I've been teaching a lot of law enforcement defensive tactics lately. Hmm. Okay. And uh, your background, what you said, uh, you started with Seagal pretty much, uh, I th believe you said in the 80s sometime? No. <clears throat> I met Steven Seagal in 1991. Oh, 91. In uh, Ventura. Yeah, in Ventura, um, 
my original teacher, it's kind of a long story. You know, I was doing Aikido for many years under my, my sensei, grand sensei. Being that he was a former Green Beret, his Aikido was a little bit more rough and tumble than what you see today. Mm. Uh, it was a non-Aikikai Humble Dojo affiliate dojo. It was just, we trained, he gave us our certifications, he backed us, he spoke on our behalf. And that was pretty much it. And back then, Aikido was like maybe five guys in any dojo around this country. Uh, it wasn't well known, not a very popular martial art. Um, I was watching well, one of my cousins, who's a fourth on under my, myself, my cousin Rick, saw Above the Law. And he comes up to me and goes, dude, you got to watch this movie. The intro will blow you away. This white guy, he's freaking amazing. He's an Aikido guy. And I dismissed it. I figured, oh, you know, it's some actor trying to do Aikido. But I watched the movie, and I'll tell you, Tristan, we probably watched the intro to that movie for about an hour before we progressed into the movie because I was just blown away. Uh, this is all pre-internet uh, times, so I said, man, I got to meet this guy. Who is this guy? So on the cover of the, the VHA, VHS video, I had a little blurb about Seagal and that he had a dojo in, in L.A., and I just started with a library, got a Yellow Pages from Los Angeles, made some few a few calls, and I actually contacted um, Tenshin Dojo, his dojo in LA, spoke to a really great guy, Carlos Gonzalez, for about an hour, and then he told me all the information I needed to know uh, regarding Seagal, and that he's not training anymore, but that's his dojo. And then, in a roundabout way, my, my ex-wife brought me a book called The Beginner's Guide to Aikido, as a gift and I was like well you know sweetheart you know I'm a third Don in Aikido why do I want this I was kind of being a little arrogant and she goes no no read it there's an interview with Steven Seagal so I read that and it was a book authored by Larry and um, a guy named Joe Larry Reynosa and a guy named Joe Bill and Jerry and I, you know I did my research again spoke to Larry and and made a connection with him and brought him to Miami for a seminar because he was a student of Steven Seagal so it was probably like the ending of 1990. I think it was around Christmas time, and I brought him in in 91. And um, it was crazy. He just came in and just like uh, blew up our dojo. Just <laughs> Larry came in and just the crap out of all of us. And we were like blown away, you know. And after that introduction, uh, a few months later, there was the first Ventura College seminar with, with Seagal Sensei. And that's where I formally met him and, and got to spend some time with him and talk to him. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to go through some of the questions because you've heard both uh, the interview with Lenny and the the interview with with Jaime, and to yes. uh, to kind of clarify, uh, I didn't feel that there was a lot of differences, but there were a few things I think that you could maybe shed some more light on. Um, one of which was, do you feel that Seagal was an innovator in Aikido, or do you think that he was showing more of a type of a hard style of Aikido that he was taught? Uh, man, honestly, I think both. I think he really, really innovated Aikido. Um, Aikido for many years was just kind of this, you know, uh, cookie cutter martial art, you know, that you could go to any dojo anywhere around the world and basically do the same thing. Um, and he came out and he showed what he learned uh, from his teachers in Japan. And he has an extensive background in sword work and um, what makes his interpretation or his innovation unique is that he put a lot of, of, of sword movement into our particular uh, Aikido or interpretation of Aikido. And um, yeah, man, he is an innovator. He really uh, took Aikido, in my humble opinion, to a different level. And 
he's, in my opinion, again, he's solely responsible for the growth of Aikido internationally. Um, he really put it out there in front of everybody and said, hey, look, this is what Aikido is, and this is the potential of Aikido, and this is what we can do with it as a viable martial art. Sure. And his instructor, you mentioned that he had a lot of different influences and instructors. Uh, and you, I think you mentioned in the pre-interview about uh, Isoyama. Is that correct, About that he was a major influence? Absolutely. Um, Isoyama Sensei is a student of all senseis from the pre-war days. And uh, Sadal Sensei has a very special relationship with Isoyama. Uh, he learned a lot from Isoyama. If you watch Isoyama's presentation of Aikido, and you can find it on YouTube, you'll see Steven Seagal. You'll see certain moves and stances and that you can see Steven Seagal in Isoyama, or actually you can see Isoyama in Steven Seagal. And he was also greatly influenced by O Sensei's calligraphy teacher, Abe Sensei. So I spoke to him today, <clears throat> and we went over this, and basically his main instructors, the guys that really he goes back to and refers to, are Isoyama Sensei and Abe Sensei. He did train with other teachers uh, here in the U.S., uh, he trained with some great guys, uh, Aikido guys, and he um, trained in Japan with with some other senseis. But his main, if you want to say who's Steven Seagal's teacher or who influenced him the most, it has to be Isoyama Sensei and Abe Sensei, no doubt about it. Okay. And you said that you spoke with Seagal this morning, and uh, now you're still close with him and are, and are active with him currently, right? Absolutely. I met Sensei in 1991, and I've been pretty much... Uh, sensei student since then unbroken I've never left I never studied with anyone else I've always been very loyal to sensei and um, you know we speak I try to speak to him you know at least twice per month mm -hmm. uh, sometimes the schedule is a little busy and we can't do that he comes to Miami a few times a year and you know we get together but yes sensei and I have had a relationship since 1991 mm -hmm. uh, very good student teacher relationship um very fortunate because sensei is a hard person to get a hold of and he's always answered my calls and he's actually called me which i consider that an honor because i mean sensei is one busy dude oh it sounds like it is especially being on the other side of the world that doesn't make it any easier um no it doesn't what uh now it kind of looks like he's getting ten a tenshin dojo organization together currently can you uh, shed some light on what's going on there yeah, Sensei is working on bringing the family together, you know. Um, the interest in, in, I mean, Tenshin Aikido is kind of like a, a loose name that we all use to refer the Aikido that's practiced at Tenshin Dojo. And it's, yeah, maybe the, you could clarify that because that's one thing that I think was a little different the way Lenny described it and the way Jaime described it in what is Tenshin Aikido, what is well, Tenshin Dojo in the name. Maybe you could enlighten us there. Well, Sensei never has referred to the Aikido that he teaches as Tenshin Aikido. He's always referred to it as Aikido. Lately, today, when we were talking, I asked him point blank and said, Sensei, what, what do you call the Aikido that, that you do? What is it that you call it? He goes, and he was basically very honest. He says, look, you know, I, I teach and I learned pre-war Aikido, which was the time prior to it formally being named Aikido. So... If you're going to pigeonhole me to name, it's more like Aikijutsu than anything else. Um, but Tenshin Aikido is just something that that the students of Tenshin Dojo just kind of started saying, yeah, we do Tenshin Aikido because that's the name of the dojo, and that's 
but there is no such style as Tenshin Aikido. I mean, uh, at least Steven Seagal does not refer to it as Tenshin Aikido. He refers to it Aikido, and then now more recently, more like Aikijitsu. Mm. Okay. Well, and you mentioned he's kind of trying to get the family back together. I remember one of the questions I asked uh, Jaime with our interview was, is he working with some of the people of that the family that you were talking about, the senior instructors? Uh, is he working with them to try to build up this I think the name of the organization is Tenshin Dojo Europe, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Do you know anything about whether he's working with any of those people? Well, remember, there's a lot of people that trained with Seagal. There's people from the Japan Dojo era. There are people from the uh, L.A. era, and then all of us that that came into that era. Um, the main players uh, post-Japan was uh, Craig Dunn, who runs or ran uh, Taos Kihon Dojo. When Steven Seagal first came to the U.S., Tenshin Dojo was in Taos, New Mexico. A lot of people don't know that. It's considered the spiritual center of America. And his, uh, his uh, Omoto teacher said, hey, open it there. And he went there and he started um, Tenshin Dojo in New Mexico, in Taos. And then he moved to L.A. because, you know, he, he he was focused on Los Angeles. And he moved over there, and Matsuoka came later, and they, they did the Tenshin Dojo in L.A. Um, so, you know, Sensei started that dojo, um, I would say probably in 82, 83. Mm. Um, you know, so the main guys, the first guys were, again, Craig Dunn in New Mexico, um, Haruo Matsuoka Sensei in L.A., and then Larry Reynosa came in um, a few years later. Uh, he had heard of, of uh, Steven Seagal and went to a seminar and was extremely impressed and started training with Larry. Those are the original guys. Out of those three original guys coming back to the family or the fold, I can't speak for Craig. I know that Craig was intensely loyal to Seagal Sensei. Matsuoka Sensei is on his own path. Uh, Steven Seagal Sensei considers uh, Matsuoka Sensei like a son. Uh, Matsuoka Sensei is probably the one that has the closest, closest um, interpretation of Seagal Sensei's Aikido. And this is from his own mouth. From the technical and standpoint Larry, you're talking about. Yeah, technically. I mean, Matsuoka Sensei has grown and expanded, and he did a lot of work with Abe Sensei, and so his Aikido has taken a different path, which is okay. It's all about Takemuso Aiki. It's expanding and growing and, and living and breathing uh, Aikido. Um, and Sensei's cool with that. Um, but if he had to say who of his students has the better interpretation or uh, the feel for Tenshin, it's Matsuoka Sensei. And it makes sense. He, he spent many, many years with Sensei in Japan. I think he was 14 when he started training with Sensei. But of the main guys, of those three main guys, I don't know what Craig's status is. I haven't spoken to Craig in years. Uh, Matsuoka Sensei is doing his own thing and doing very well. <clears throat> and Larry Reynosa uh, has his own organization. I don't know how he's doing, but I don't see them coming back. And I'm sure if they wanted to, Sensei would welcome them back. I mean, but I don't see them being in these and you know coming back because they have their own thing and they're doing well sure yeah and it's uh that's kind of the picture that that jaime painted as well is that the, a lot of those uh, figures are not uh involved with this new effort there's that's uh forming up 
out of I, I assume that since Sensei lives in Russia that that's kind of where he was he's going to be leading this organization from yeah right now yes he is in Russia and they're building a dojo um, they haven't broken ground yet on the on this new facility but that's going to be basically the headquarters uh, in Russia and like I you know Jaime was correct about Matsuka and, and and Reynosa possibly not coming back into I mean anything could happen but I don't see it happening um, it doesn't mean that they don't teach I you know tension or you know their interpretation of of Seagal Sensei's Aikido which he kind of said that nobody teaches it and and Sensei was a little upset about that because there's nobody teaches my Aikido the way that I do it he goes everybody is doing an interpretation of my Aikido and that's fine and I jokingly said, well, Sensei, you know, you're six foot four, I'm five foot six. There's no way that I can do Iriminaga like you. So I have to kind of make it work for me, but it's still in your essence. It's still, you know, the spirit of, of the way you taught us. And he agreed and he had a, a good chuckle with that one. And uh, and it's true. I, that's one of the things when I heard the, the podcast with Jaime is like, dude, you know, like everybody's doing an interpretation of Tenshi and Aikido. There's no secret. There's no magic. I mean we all interpret our teachers style and technique and then we have to make it work for us and our body styles like i said i'm five foot six i'm stocky i own a gym i work out you know my body's different than jaime's or different than sensei's different than elliot freeman sensei's so we all have our ways of getting the job done and sensei's cool with that you know i found the same thing is that you know over the years not only do people's are people's bodies different to what how they like to move and and how, how they're built and all those different aspects, but also pers- people's personalities bring out a different type of Aikido within them. So they're all unique, and they're all, uh, you, you just can't really expect one to be identical to another because of all of those different factors. Well, absolutely, and I was a law enforcement officer here in Miami, and I mentioned that earlier, and of all the martial arts that I studied, the only one that I honestly used most of the time, if not all the time, was Aikido. And there are certain Aikido techniques, obviously, that you cannot do for liability reasons, so on and so forth. So I had to adapt my Aikido to work not only for my height and my build, but for my job. Mm. You know, uh, Aikido Aikido has a, a really funny reputation. Aikido can be very lethal, and Aikido can be – you can you can really, really hurt people with Aikido if you don't do it right or your intentions are bad, you know? Well, gravity um, is a great ally, and nothing hits harder than the planet. Um, oh, that's I agree with you. And, and one of the things about Seagal Sensei, I know that one of the questions you had asked Jaime and, um, and Lenny, something about, you know, say something about Steven Seagal that nobody knows. Right. Steven Seagal is a master of movement, man. Mm. He, and I, and I attribute this to his sword, all the years of studying the sword, he knows angles better than anyone that I know. The guy knows how to cut angles. The guy knows how to take balance mas- masterfully. Mm. And he's just freaking good. I mean, he's a, a tall guy and moves like a cat, very smooth, very relaxed. If you really watch him, and remember, when you watch him on film, uh, especially the earlier movies, he showed as much of the real, true Aikido that he practices. And you can mm. see it. And if you're a student of his, you can recognize it. But um, the guy's just soft, man. He's not soft, but smooth, you know? Mm. 
And uh, he's just, a, like I said, one of the things that people don't know, the guy's a master at angles, and he knows how to just take angles, take center, um, manipulate balance better than anyone that I've known. And like I said, I trained with a, a national judo champion as my instructor, and the guy was amazing. Mm-hmm. But Sensei, man, Sensei Seagal has this just keen awareness of movement that makes him that good. So a lot of people don't talk about that. There you go. Uh, I think I answered that question. No, you did. That's that's great. And you know, being really smooth and and controlled is uh, that's something that I've strived for in my own aikido. And the people that I've seen that are really great at it have that really good control, really smooth, very powerful. But it doesn't look like they're they're making a lot of effort. Um, it's well, really I've been, fantastic. I've been, I've been thrown by sensei a lot in in different seminars. And the first time that he threw me was with a Kautsky Iminage. And he said to me, punch me. And I said, okay, dude, I'm going to be the first fucking guy on this planet that plasters Steven Seagal's face with a nice freaking punch. I I used to box. Mm -hmm. And I came at him with everything I had, and this freaking guy just put me on my ass. (laughs) And my first reaction was, holy fuck, what happened? You know, it's like I got hit by a train. It didn't hurt. But he just plastered me, mm. and he did it like five or six times. And it's on film. It's on. Uh, I don't know if Path Beyond Thought has a clip of him throwing my my cousin around, but in the actual video of that seminar of that Ventura seminar, there's about a two minute clip of him just throwing me around like a rag doll. Mm. And you know, I tell this to people all the time. One of the scariest thing about it was that I came to realize. I said, you know, if this guy wanted to kill me. He can. He's just choosing not to. And he's doing it in a masterful way. He's taking my balance. I have to take the break fall. It's not an option. It's not like, hey, I'm going to take the break fall because I have to. It's like, no, man, you got to take the break fall because if not, you're going to be in big trouble. And he never hurt me. Never hurt me. When I trained with Larry, oh, my God, Larry beat the piss out of me. And um, very strong, very strong man. You know, a good technique. He does beautiful Aikikai Aikido. Just beautiful. Just watching him do regular aikido gorgeous beautiful aikido but when he got into more of of what we do he's just a fucking bull in the china closet and he's a very strong and powerful man and he'd beat the shit out of you sensei did the same thing but you never got hurt you never got beat up you know Mm. okay yeah you know i what i'm noticing that uh, both lenny and, and jaime have got youtube channels and they've got some video footage of their of their aikido up they uh, they offer some bit of instruction uh lenny's channel is very very popular i think jaime's does not have as many videos on it. it's got a few but even i've watched some of them so for those of us who've been able to see kind of both of them in action which do you what is your take on lenny's version of tenshin aikido and then what is jaime's version or uh, interpretation of tenshin aikido uh, which do you think is more accurate or what is your your opinion on those well wow, that's a great question um addressing lenny because i know i don't know jaime mm-hmm. um i met i've never met jaime formally I, I don't even think i've ever spoken to him the first time I saw him around, he was a white belt, and he was part of a Northern California dojo that was absorbed by Larry after my dojo had been under Larry and Steven Seagal's direction for a couple of years. And then I saw him a few years later, and he was a brown belt, and then I saw him a few years later, and he was a showdown. So I really don't know the guy. I, okay. I, don't, I don't recall ever having a conversation with him. Um, Lenny's a powerful guy. Lenny has a, a, an extensive background in, we'll call it, Aikikai Aikido. 
just just to differentiate. Um, he's a very smart guy, extremely strong, um, very good observer, very fast learner. Um, he's solid. The guy's solid. His his technique is solid. Uh, Jaime had mentioned something that he didn't understand the basics. I don't know what video Jaime is watching because Lenny has really good solid basics. I mean, he's a strong guy, mm -hmm. uh, very strong. Jaime, um, again, I don't know the guy, so it's kind of unfair for me to talk about him, but I'm not really talking about him, I guess. I'm just talking about his technique. When I see his videos, and I just saw them for the first time yesterday after I spoke to you, I see Larry Reynosa. Mm. You know, I don't see Steven Seagal. I see Larry Reynosa. Um, there's a few little things that I see that are technically could be corrected. But, you know, fairly clean. I mean, he's not a disaster. I mean, he's not doing anything bad. But, you know, there's a few little things that Sensei is pretty much a, a stickler for. Basics, if you want to call him that. Um, but I see Larry. I, I don't I don't see... Seagal Sensei's Aikido. Sure. And we we know that, I mean, the basics are everything. The fundamentals are, are so crucial. In fact, that actually brings up a question that I had regarding uh, my discussion with, with Jaime, and that was that uh, it, it seemed a little strange. We kind of came to the subject of, okay, well, what is Tenshin Aikido, or who, who is doing it, or who is not doing it? And, um, you know, he, he seemed to suggest, if I recall correctly, that that uh, if you are an active student under a primary student of Seagal's, then you're doing Tenshin Aikido. And I remember asking him that how long was Larry Reynosa under Tenshin Aikido? And he responded that it, he was about 15 years or, or thereabouts, but now he's not. So any student that he has is not Tenshin Aikido. And that seemed odd to me because... If somebody trained under a, under a sensei for a long time, just because he leaves doesn't mean that what he was taught is no longer valid or no valid. longer part of that. Could you explain some of that? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, Larry Reynoso, like I said, I was a student for about five years, and I was already a sandan in Aikido. <clears throat> so I had a very solid Aikido foundation. Um, Larry's competent, man. Larry's good. And I haven't seen Larry in, in years. The last time I saw him was in 2000. He was a total dick with me and my, my daughter. <laughs> mm. um, but he, um, he was solid. I don't know if he's, still, if he's still doing what I experienced. And I learned a lot from him. And as much as I don't really see eye to eye to him and really care for the guy that much, I am eternally grateful for Larry Nosa for introducing me to Steven Seagal and introducing me to Seagal's technique. That I never take away from the guy. Um, but if he's still teaching what he taught me back in the 90s, he's he's doing his interpretation of Tenshi Aikido. I don't know what the hell Heim is talking about. Mm, okay. And actually that brings up a question that I did not really cover with Jaime or Lenny, but I think it really fits right here, and that is what are your thoughts on the evolution of Aikido in general? Um about the idea that as time goes on, it it continues to get honed and refined and, and improved on with other influences put in. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, my humble opinion, I remember I'm 56, so I'm pre-internet. And when I got into Aikido, I really read. And I, I think I've written any and every book that's ever been published at Aikido, I read. And I, I was very fortunate to go to seminars with some of 
Los Sensei's um, post-World War II students. Um, Aikido, Los Sensei never, again, this is my humble opinion, Los Sensei never wanted Aikido to stay stagnant and just be this blueprint. You know, he, he constantly spoke about Take Muso Aiki, and that could be loosely translated as ever breathing and expanding and living Aikido. Um, so all since I wanted this, in my opinion, again, from what I've read, he wanted Aikido to progress. He didn't want Aikido to just stay this blueprint, you know, mm. he, he wanted that. I mean, he took, um, the Takeda family, uh, samurai art of, uh, Daitoryu Aiki Jiu-Jitsu, and he expanded on that. Um, you know, he learned from Sokaku Takeda, who was a real deal. This guy was a freaking samurai. Um, this guy was handed down the Takeda clan's hand-to-hand martial art. And it's highly documented. Takeda was a tough little guy, and he actually whacked out a couple people. He had some uh, Shinken Shobu, or, you know, death matches, or fighting to the death. And he, he, he killed quite a few people mm. uh, in these matches to prove that, you know, the Takeda clan's uh, Daitoryu was very powerful. And this is O-sensei's teacher. This is the guy that O-sensei learned from and taught O-sensei. Remember, O-sensei taught Aiki Jiu-Jitsu or Aiki Jitsu or for many, many years before he decided to kind of change it and, and make it a do, an Aikido mm. uh, martial art. And um, so I don't think that O-sensei's intentions were for Aikido to stay stagnant. Um, there's a lot of good guys out there that have innovated um, Aikido. And uh, Seagal Sensei being probably the, the most prominent one. I mean, he really just went in there and, and introduced a lot of sword movement with the hands and the feet and angles and so on and so forth. And, and I think it's a good thing for Aikido. Aikido's had a bad rap for many, many years. I don't have anything against the traditionalists, the guys that want to continue to copy Well, Sensei's Aikido post-World War II when he had liver cancer and he was an old man, he was dying. If they want to continue um, teaching them, that's fine. But... I don't think that was O-sensei's uh, intentions. And he, Aikido should continue to grow and expand. And um, there's a guy named Roy Dean. He's a uh, black belt in Aikido, and he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Really good guy. And he's one of the guys that he you know he teaches Aikido, or he taught Aikido. And he teaches Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and he, he believes a lot in, in both of these martial arts being together and so on and so forth so it's cool i think it's fantastic I, yeah and and sensei is just one of those guys that he just he's running with it and it's I mean, it's fantastic yeah it definitely is i i think there's some you know exciting evolution or advancements when you when evolution is embraced and that it's not as you're describing like a static study of just making a copy of a copy of a copy exactly and um it's it's okay. The traditionalists, the people that, that teach the Aikido faithfully, like um, Saito Sensei used to teach the Iwama style of Aikido faithfully, exactly the way O Sensei taught in Iwama, and that's great. Iwama people, in in my opinion, have solid Aikido basics. Uh, Isoyama Sensei is part of the Iwama era, and if you want to kind of make a loose comparison, you know what our particular Aikido, the Tenshin Aikido, if you want to call it that has a lot of Iwama influence in it because mm-hmm. of Isoyama Sensei. Um, so traditionists like Saito Sensei, look, a guy that innovated his Aikido a lot was Satome Sensei. Satome Sensei is an artist. He's like this kind of crazy Aikido guy, you know, and he has his way of doing things and his interpretation and his sword work and his calligraphy. 
I love the guy. I, I met him in the 80s, and he was just this cool guy. He wasn't affiliated with Hombu back then. He had broken away from Hombu. And he was just doing different stuff. You know, Tomiki Sensei back in the day broke, not broke away from O Sensei, but he was a judo guy that was sent to train with O Sensei. And he has, he founded Tomiki Aikido. And O Sensei was cool with that. Um, you know, and you got Yoshinkan pre World War II, hard style uh, Aikido, which is my original background. It's my teacher, my Sensei was a Yoshinkan black belt. Mm. And, um, you know what? It's different. If you watch Yoshinkan, it has a different set of basics, but it's solid, man. And, and that's cool. And oh, Sensei loved Shioda Sensei, and he loved uh, Tomiki Sensei, and all these guys, Tohei. Um, you know, he did the whole uh, Ki Aikido, and oh, Sensei didn't have any beefs with these guys. He's like, hey, man, go out and run. Same thing Sensei told me today. He goes, look, you know what I want from my students? I want my students to teach and practice. That's all I want. That's all I want, guys. Teach and practice, man. Go out there. Do your thing, you know, and, and what better message can you get from a teacher, you know? That, that is exactly it. Everything is, goes on on the mat, and uh, I find that uh, politics can just, is just the disease that, that can harm so many things. In fact, I'm putting together a podcast on, on are organizations helpful or are they harmful to, to martial arts just because of the politics? I, well, in our family because we're not a, an organization yet. In our family, there's been a lot of politics and backbiting and, you know, Jaime claiming to be like, you know, remember that show, The Highlander? There could only be one. Right. There uh, can be only one. You know, yeah, he sounds like he wants to be that guy. And I addressed it with Sensei, and Sensei's like, no, man. He's, you know, like, I didn't give anybody any, you know, like there's no North American, South American director of anything. He goes, just be a student, man. Just freaking train and, and learn and teach. Um, but Sensei, you know, and, and, and like I said, I, I think I have a special relationship with Sensei. Like we, we really talk a lot. We have a, a student-teacher relationship, but but we also talk like guys. You know, we just really, no disrespect, but, you know, we just talk. And one of the things that he he definitely wants to do is he wants to kind of like, get everybody in order and, and reestablish a pecking order. I mean, at one point, if you go online and you can find it, there's a letter that was written by Sensei on his letterhead authorizing myself, Elliot Freeman in St. Louis, which is a great guy. If you have an opportunity to talk to him, cause he's a lot of fun and he has a, he's been around the block and he has just for historical purposes. He has run, he, he runs three rivers, Aikido in St. Louis, Missouri. He has been the longest, unbroken dojo under Seagal's supervision. I mean, I've had two versions of my dojo. Reynosa Sensei had his dojo under Seagal. Masoka Sensei had Tenshin Dojo. Craig Dunn had Kihon Dojo. But the guy that's been the longest, consistent, fully operational, full-time dojo under Steven Seagal is Elliot Freeman. So... You ever ever have a chance? Give him a call. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, these kind of cover a lot of the questions, most of the questions that uh, that I asked uh, Jaime and, and Lenny, and then the, the topics uh, are pretty well described. Is there anything that we're missing, or anything that you would like to add uh, before we wrap up? No, you know, anything that you want to ask me, go ahead. I mean, um, I've like I said, I've been with Sensei under his direction since 1991. I was very fortunate pre-internet to have to physically meet and talk to his, you know, 
pre-USA students like uh, Jimmy Berkeley in New York and Nick Scoggins. It's out in the West Coast, Northern California. And I actually trained with Jimmy Berkeley privately in New York, and I brought him for a seminar. And these guys were just a wealth of knowledge of the Steven Seagal and the Tenshin Dojo from the Osaka days. One of the things that uh, Jaime had mentioned that, um, you know, that Sensei, I think he's a one, or I don't know if Lenny mentioned that the Sensei was not the first non-Japanese to be allowed to have a, you know, to teach in Japan, something like that. Basically, Sensei, and again, I got this directly from Sensei, he was the first non-Japanese to teach Aikido and have a dojo in Japan. Mm. Um, other guys, you know, World War II guys, soldiers that stayed in Japan and trained with O-Sensei and did Aikido may have taught classes and been part of a teaching staff, but Seagal Sensei was the first non-Japanese to actually physically operate a dojo in Japanese soil and was allowed to teach as a head instructor. Okay. Again, this is in a, in a dojo. From... He and he inherited that. It was a dojo that was already operating. Was that correct? Yes. Yes. Tenshin Dojo was uh, the Fuji Fujitani Sensei's uh, dojo. That's his ex-wife. I believe her dad was the the head instructor of that school for many years, and then she was teaching there and. He came in and he married into the family and, um, you know, he basically became the head instructor of that dojo uh, for many years. Um, and the Tenshin name was given to to uh, to Sensei by a Shinto priest. And there's a really nice piece of calligraphy that still hangs in their dojo that was done by Abe Sensei, old Sensei's calligraphy teacher, with uh, the Tenshin uh, characters, Chinese characters for Tenshin. Mm. So... Yeah, Sensei was definitely the first guy that actually physically ran a dojo and was teaching in Japanese soil. Like I said, maybe some of the World War II guys that stayed around and taught may have taught at other Hombu dojos and as part of his teaching staff. But he was the first guy that had his own dojo. And even though he inherited it, it still was his and he was still authorized to teach. And a lot of the times, uh, Isoyama would come over for the testing of the students. And a lot of these um, pre-USA guys got their black belts under Isoyama. I think Jaime, somebody said that Larry was the highest ranking guy. That's not true. Um, there's a Japanese guy in Japan that I think still trains at Tenshin Dojo, Osaka, which is Hisanori Sensei, and he's a fifth on. And I believe Nick Scoggins also got his fifth on in Japan from Seagal Sensei. I, don't quote me on that. This is just like old knowledge that I have from many, many, many moons. Mm. But I'm pretty confident that... Um, those guys were fifth on way before Larry got his. Um, and yeah, I mean, Tenshin Dojo now today um, is not what it was when Sensei was there. It's still operational as far as I understand, but they're not in that direction anymore. They're not no longer, you know, with Isoyama Sensei, or, or at least that's my understanding. Sure, and that's that's very common. You know, people that tend to think that uh, whatever exists now is what existed before, and it's going to be the same in the future. But people being what they are, things always shift and they change. And if you're in a a great place, take advantage of it while you're there, because it may not be there in the future. It things may evolve, and and it, things will change, and it either may disappear or it may turn into something else. So definitely take advantage while you while you can. I agree. And, you know, I was very fortunate to come in in the early 90s. Sensei had just just become famous. I think he had uh, – he definitely had above the law done and um, hard to kill. Those two movies were already done. 
when I came into the family and he was still accessible to us. So we still had the ability to train with him uh, either at his home or in a seminar type situation. Uh, we got to have dinner with him, you know, converse with him. I met his wife at the time was Kelly LeBrock, the actress and the mm -hmm. kids, the kids were babies. And I had great conversations with her. She's an interesting person, very beautiful woman. Um, so we were very fortunate. And then for, for a, a period of time, and this is the part that confuses me, and I'm not saying Jaime is saying anything incorrect, but I don't know how Jaime had all this access and all this time, private time with Sensei, because we had a hard time getting hold of Sensei. And there was a couple seminars we wanted to do here in Miami, and we just couldn't we just couldn't do the scheduling. We couldn't find the time. Sensei was extremely busy. Um, but the best access to Steven Seagal was probably from like 83 to right before Above the Law. And then after the movies, like 90s, you know, 90 to maybe 95, 96 was the best access. And then he got really busy. And then we, we reconnected again towards 2000. And and it's been like that. He's just a really busy guy, you know. And uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe Jaime did have all this private training that I'm not aware of. But, you know, it was hard for us to get a hold of him. I mean, he's, you know, he... Uh, he did a lot of uh, a lot of he had a lot we had a lot of access you know and now that he's in Russia uh, logistically is a little bit difficult for us here in the US but he's being more accessible and he's kind of reclaiming his throne to Aikido and he's he's really really wants to teach and he really wants to disseminate what he's doing internationally mm. um, so now we're coming into a good time where we're going to have much more access to to sense to sensei very similar to the 90s or probably even better sure. but you got to go to russia gotta, <laughs> if i can get him i mean if i can get him here in the in in south florida or even in st louis missouri for a seminar that would be awesome yeah absolutely it's going to be interesting to see kind of how things shake down and uh what what happens uh going forward yeah i mean you know and, and sensei's sensei's a, a very remember i know him as a person, I you know a lot of people their only exposure to Steven Seagal is um, movie Steven Seagal, you know late night talk show Steven Seagal. I know this guy differently. You know again a student teacher relationship. I've been in his home. I've sat down with him. I've conversations with. Him, I've eaten with him, and he's really really a very smart man. Um, his martial arts knowledge is amazing. Um, another thing that people may not know is that he studied uh, Omotokyo, which was the religion that O-sensei studied, and he, he studied under uh, the Gucci Nauhi, Nauhi I, I believe her name is, and she was O-sensei's teacher in this Omotokyo faith, or Shinto sect, whatever you want to call it, and he's very well versed. He, he's uh, pretty good in several different languages. Um, he loves culture. You know, he, you know, he loves sure. everybody's culture. I mean, he's into it. Um, master swordsman. He only taught, he's only taught very, very basic stuff in the sword. Um, his main schools of influence was Onohai Toryu and Yagyoshin Kagaryu. Um, and then Yagyoryu also, those three main schools he's learned. But the biggest influence in, this, in the sword work that he does is uh, and Onoha Itoryu. And he taught us some basics. He's never he's never taught anyone in the US a full sword system. 
He's taught us some basics. Those basics directly correlate with our footwork, with our handwork, with our deflections, and so on and so forth. And, but he's never taught a full system of swordsmanship to anyone here in the U.S. I think that's um, what, what we can, talked about with Lenny's interview uh, regarding the where the hand deflections come from. And, and uh, Lenny seemed to describe those hand deflections coming out of that sword work pretty well. He, he described absolutely. that very well. He's 100% correct. The, uh, the angles that we use when we move, the hand deflections... All that is all based on swordsmanship. And like I said, Sensei's never taught a full system of sword. He's only taught a few basics. But those basics go hand-in-hand hand with what we do on the mat empty-handed. And those basics you can do with a newspaper rolled up. You can do it with a magazine. You can do it with a stick, a flashlight. It just, it just seems, it gels together, you know, perfectly. And he said that now he is going to start teaching sword. Um so I'm looking forward to that. I told him a sense of shit. I'd, I'd love to, to get some training, you know, from you and, and learn the system. But I also told him in the same conversation that what he taught me, and I'm only speaking for myself, it, it's all I needed. You know, like I was able to apply it in my hand, in my empty hand technique, and I was able to apply it when I was a law enforcement officer. Um, the footwork, the angles, some of the cuts and deflections, I used them as a, very successfully. For real, not in a dojo situation where it's controlled, with people that absolutely wanted to tear me apart, you know, and sure. I needed to, needed to get out of a bad situation very quickly. Mm -hmm. So it's good stuff, man. Tenshin Aikido, if, again, I, I hate to say Tenshin Aikido because he doesn't refer to it as that, but if anybody has the opportunity to to go and, and do a set, you know train in a seminar situation and, and just really see what it's all about, number one, you're going to see that there are some differences. But I've been to seminars with Satome and Yamada Sensei and Kanai Sensei, Sugano Sensei, Chiba Sensei, and if I'm not wearing the the family crest, the Tenshin family crest, nobody knows who I am, and I just blend smoothly with them because Aikido is Aikido. But there's just certain basics that are unique to us. And uh, it's just a great, great thing. And, and my hope, you know, that for this is for Sensei to continue on his path, to be accessible again and to to really create something special, you know. And, and I back him. I've been loyal to the guy since 1981, and and he knows it. And whatever sense direction he takes with Aikido, we're there. Well, that, that's fantastic. I think this is a good wrap-up point. Uh, you've d d given us a great deal of uh, information and insight about this, and I really appreciate your time. No, I appreciate you uh, very much, Tristan. You're doing a great job. I really, really, uh, you know, I didn't know about your podcast until Lenny brought it to my attention. I think you're doing great work. You're covering great, great subject matter that's of great interest to everyone because everybody wants to know you know, even people that say, oh, I don't like Steven Skull. Well, they want to know about Steven Skull. They want to know what he's doing. And you're doing a great job, not only with, with Tenshi and Aikido or whatever, but the other subjects that you cover in your podcast. And I, I wish you much much success. Uh, if you ever, I mean, we could do a five-part series, you know. Cause, oh, I'm sure. But if you ever have any questions, if you want to do this again, if you want to take this in a completely different direction and talk about anything else martial arts related, I'm more than happy to spend some time with you and your audience well thank you very much for the comments and and for the offer and i, I count on me following up with that and I, I love talking with you so uh the more we get the the better things are going to be i think that the internet is giving us a great opportunity to use some of these tools to get to know each other to learn from one another 
to gain insights beyond just what we do on the mat. I mean, the mat time is very important too, but your body will only go where your mind can can envision. And by, by sharing Absolutely. with each other, we we expand our vision with one another. Absolutely. And, and you had mentioned something. I, I don't want to run the podcast too much longer, but sure. um, you had mentioned if, if organizations are, are divisive, and they can be, you know, like I don't see a problem training with, you know, AS, a, ASU people like Kido Schools of Washington, which is Satomi's people, and I don't see any problem training with uh, United States Aikido Federation people or Key Society or Yoshinkan. I mean, we all have the same dad. We possibly have different moms, but we all have the same dad, Bigo Sensei, and we should work together. We should train together. We should exchange. Um, we used to do some Aikido uh, friendship seminars in the past. I know Elliot Freeman did a lot of them. And it's it's silly how people won't come because you're not an, an affiliated dojo with this person or that person or you're not connected to the Aikikai and it's stupid, you know? Yep. So to answer your original question or what you had brought up, yeah, I think that organizations can be very, um, you know, divide us all up instead of bringing us all together. Yeah. You know, I, when I started Aikido in 2004, uh, I remember asking about other seminars and, and I was told that up until about that point, you if you were part of one organization, you would never go to a seminar of another organization. But it, it was at that point that a lot of the principal uh, students of Osensei and the conflicts they had with one another, they started as they started passing away, these organizations started opening their doors to, to guests and, and visitors from other organizations. And so I took advantage of that, and I, I would go to every seminar I could get my hands on. And it was really great to have those doors open to one another. And I, I would say that, that that seems to be a little better. Maybe it's kind of retracting a little bit from where it was, but really the, the politics that are so divisive seem to be internal to the organizations. And that's a whole other topic. I don't want to get too deep into it. But um, I do think we do learn a lot from one another, training with each other. And, you know, how bad is it to get on the mat and do some more training? I mean, it isn't. It, it, it's beneficial. Definitely it's not. Old Sensei always talked about Mushin having an empty cup. And I, and I enjoyed it. And definitely when I was coming up in Aikido, if you were not a USAF guy, you, if you were a USAF guy, you, you didn't go to a Satoma seminar. You just didn't do it. Right. And if you were an ASU guy, you didn't go to a USAF seminar. It just didn't happen. And that was one of the freedoms that, that, that we had being under Seagal Sensei. We could go anywhere. And Sensei encouraged it. Let's go anywhere. See everybody. You know? And, um, yeah, you know, when money starts coming together and who has the biggest uh, organization and, you know, your certifications and paperwork and, you know, I got the connection to Homebrew and you don't or it's just it's just politics is something that really ruins the art. You know, it, I, I really I used to always tell my students, go, man, I don't care who's who's doing the seminars. So I told me, guys, go, mm-hmm. go and learn and have fun. Be humble. Have fun. They may not do it the way we do it, but learn something. You know, don't just shut your head and say, oh, we're tension and we're better than everybody. No, man. Go out there and learn. Have fun. Yep. That's always the, the, the great way to learn. So, well, thank you very much, George. It's been a great interview. I appreciate your time. Thank you, brother. Thank you for calling. And like I said, I really had a great time. Anytime I'm available, please uh, don't hesitate. I won't. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, buddy. What do you think? 
Please share your ideas in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, or go to the Facebook group Aikido the Marshall Side and post a comment. The Spirit Aikido online program is now live. Subscribers get access to video training and mentoring to techniques and training methods I've adopted from other martial arts to make my Aikido more practical. There's a link in the description section. I invite you to check it out. I always enjoy hearing from listeners of the show, whether through comments or questions. Thank you all for sharing your interest. Enjoy your training.